welcome to the Rochelle Suzanne podcast show where I am trying to talk about kingdom-minded things during each and every episode. Today's episode, I am really diving in to a hot topic right now. The whole thing about the slap that was heard around the world is what people are calling it at the Oscars. And if you have heard about this already, which I'm sure most of you have, you might be tired of hearing about it. But I have yet to see anybody take it from the perspective of a kingdom-minded thoughtfulness. What does the Bible say about these issues? What does God say? And how to kind of filter what happened through a biblical lens. That, my friends, is what I feel called to do today. And I want to just tell you right now, I am not a biblical scholar by any stretch of the imagination. I have not been trained in Bible school. I did go to Abilene Christian University and took Bible classes there and had wonderful teachers and mentors. I sat under amazing preachers. I've listened to multiple preachers and pastors and podcasts and read multiple books that are in the faith. I've also read parts of my Bible and studied it deeply and in intensely through many years of my life and have gone through a lot of trial and error and testing of the spirits and things like that. Not demonic spirits. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and where the Lord tells us to test the spirits to see if it's from Him or if it's not from Him. And I've walked in a lot of fruit from doing that and seeing God manifest physically into my life and my family's life in mighty, mighty ways. I know God is real. I know His Word is true. And I know that we are to obey and do what the Word of God says to get what the Word of God promises we can have. To be His kingdom representatives here on earth, to be the children of light, to be the salt to the earth, to be the things that He wants us to be as His ambassadors, to be the aroma of Christ, it requires life to be surrendered to Jesus. It requires us to know the Word of God, to recognize His voice, to walk in the Holy Spirit, to lay down our sinful lives and ourselves on a daily, moment-by-moment basis. And for me, the good news is when I fail in that attempt, and I do fail, as I'm sure everybody does, because the Word of God tells us that no man is without sin. There is a remedy for that. Jesus Christ gave us a remedy with His death, burial, and resurrection. What a wonderful time to talk about what is happening in the current culture than Easter. What I want to tell you, my friends, today is I have spent this morning with the Lord in prayer and in Scripture and studying the Word to find His voice on what's happening. And my original intention was to read the blog post that I wrote that morning after the Oscar slap happened. And I wanted to turn this into something about my pain and how men have not protected me and how I wish men had protected me, which if you read my blog at RochelleSuzanne.com, you will be able to see that article and you can read some details there if you'd like to do that. But the Lord brought this a whole different direction today. And I could not justify anywhere in scripture as of today where I feel like the Lord gives me permission to tell my audience with full confidence that he's okay with what happened. But what I found interesting was through my study of the word, through seeking him diligently and asking him for clarity on what to tell you today, I believe he just brought this whole thing back to one simple element, which is sin, the sinful nature of man. And in the situation that we saw playing out that everybody seems to be talking about and putting their own words on, it comes down to man's nature. We live in a physical world with flesh, and we also live in a spiritual world with spirit. These two worlds are constantly at war with each other, and we are so ignorant to think we are immune to sinning. And while one party might have said, a joke that was intended to be humorous, but it was aimed at someone's suffering and it wasn't received as humorous. Another person reacted in flesh and most likely feeling powerless, tried to regain power by reacting in that moment. These are human things that we deal with every day. And 
It takes working with the Lord, surrendering your life, obeying his word, and practicing walking with the spirit to crucify your flesh on a moment by moment basis in order to be able to rise above in those moments of tension and strife and evil and confusion. You can only rise up in those moments when you've done the deep work of knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and your identity in him and what he's called you to be as his representative on earth. And just like today, I wanted to do my podcast on the blog that I wrote because I've been wanting to find time to tell you and explain to my audience who I am and start to work that out as far as my childhood goes and where I'm at today. Today, the Lord's just telling me again, it's really about shining a light on him and his work that he's doing in this earth. And that's what I want to do today. So I have a bunch of notes that I've written and I'm just going to ask for your patience because if you already have heard my podcast before, you know that I am a very busy mother. In fact, we were up until 2.30 in the morning last night at the ER with my son. Got up at six this morning. I'm tired, (laughs) but it's Saturday and I'm committed to finishing my 20 episodes before I take a break for my podcast uh, season number one. So thank you for joining me. I think it's going to be a wonderful show. I just think I might have a few pauses that I need to uh, have you bear with me on as I flip pages and get things in order. But this is just a rough draft. Let's just, let's just take the pressure off of me. This is just a rough draft of me getting these thoughts out. And I want to tell you, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening. I want to share these thoughts with you and I would love to hear your feedback if you have feedback. I want to give you permission to take some of these thoughts and receive them and look them up and either agree or disagree with them. And if you hear something that's beneficial, that's exciting. And if you hear something that you don't agree with and you want to discard, then you can do that as well. But I don't have this completely figured out. Like I said, I'm a work in progress, but I do not want to continue to sit in the shadows and think about these things and not share the insights that I do have, because I believe God can use my experiences and my time with him as a mouthpiece for what he's trying to tell you. I wanted to start with the word violence. So from the very first day that this happened, I went to the Lord on it and I asked, was the slap considered violent? And right away, I felt like the Lord told me, violence is unprovoked wrath. Judgment is warranted wrath. That's what I heard the Lord say to me. Violence is unprovoked wrath. Judgment is warranted wrath. So I looked up the words violence in the dictionary and judgment in the dictionary. And I think the first issue I'm having with this entire narrative that's happening is using the word violence to describe what happened. Because the agenda is trying to get people to change the definitions of our words, to change the meanings. And I feel like this is another example of that. In our culture right now, we don't wanna call people fat or obese. We want to promote body positivity. We don't wanna call men males and women females. We wanna allow people to choose what they identify themselves as. I think this is another one of those defining moments in our history and in our culture where we need to recognize the word violence versus judgment. And like I said a minute ago, I believe the Lord showed this to me and then I studied it out and I stand in this. So the definition of violence is behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. This is our dictionary definition today. Brutality, brute force, roughness, ferocity, fierceness, savagery, cruelty, Okay, so on and so forth. Those are synonyms. Strength of emotion or an unpleasant destructive natural force. And that's talking about your strength, your force, vehemence, powerfulness. The opposite of that would be to restrain. 
or to be weak and kind. In the law, violence is defined as the unlawful exercise of physical force or intimidation by the exhibition of such force. So what happened was he walked up, he slapped the speaker, and we're calling this a violent act in our culture. So according to the law on this definition on Google, I do think that that would probably apply. But again, I'd have to look into that deeper because there are unlawful exercise of physical force. They don't define what the unlawful exercise of physical force means. But other than that, I don't think that that would be defined as violent because I don't think the intention was to hurt, uh, damage, or kill somebody. I think the intention behind it was stemmed out of, this is my moment to stand up for somebody. I don't think the focus was, I'm going to hurt somebody. I think the focus and the motivation of the heart was I am being called to stand up and protect somebody. So that's where I'm thinking that's different. The word judgment means the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions, an opinion or a conclusion, a decision of a court or a judge, or another definition is a misfortune or calamity viewed as a divine punishment. So retribution or penalty. So I kind of feel like what happened was more of a judgment where there was an intentional decision made by one party to execute a punishment to another party, a retribution. So that was the first thing I wanted to share that I think is important to distinguish. As you're looking at the news and as you're looking at the entire media throwing in your face, nonviolence and violence as terms, I personally, that's how I'm discerning this, is I believe that violence, because this is what God told me, is unprovoked wrath. So there was no cause for it. It would be violent because it's cruelty on purpose being cruel and barbaric. Judgment is warranted wrath is what I've heard the Lord say to me. And again, that's not in scripture. That's what the Lord spoke to me that morning when I asked him. So judgment is warranted wrath. And for me, that means there was a punishment that was given and there was a cause for that punishment. That is significant to make that distinction. I also want to recognize that what is happening is a distraction. Meanwhile, while we're all talking about this one situation where we saw a man in a weak moment, there's a war in Ukraine happening, a real war and a propaganda war as well. There's massive inflation happening. We've got unresolved child trafficking issues going on. We have a new COVID variant coming down the pipeline with things happening and restrictions that we're all sidestepping and not looking at and preparing for. We have a massive election coming up that we need to be preparing for and talking about that. We have all kinds of things with our president that are going on that are just insane. I saw uh, a little clip on the news when I was at the hotel this weekend and I just thought, I can't even go there. I can't even go there. There's so much happening with wrong thinking, in my opinion, that is going to contaminate the entire framework of our nation. Meanwhile, we're talking about one person who overreacted in a situation that was very hurtful to him and to his family, and if that was right or wrong. It's definitely a conversation worth having. I don't know if it needs to be the top headline, but even today as I'm talking about it, I really didn't wanna go here, I really didn't. But I feel like this is a great opportunity for us to think about it through kingdom-minded lens, like I said, and look at what the Lord says about our sinful nature and the remedy for that. And with Easter coming around the corner, I think that works nicely. This is an easy distraction, I think, because most of us have been there. I'm sure you've overreacted. His just happened to be caught on camera. There was a trigger, it got pushed. There was memories, if you've read his book or heard about his book, from his past that caused a lot of that to come up as well. There's current strain on his relationship with his wife that would also be a, a trigger for that to come up as well. And 
I just want you to look at this man. I have no loyalty to this man, by the way. I don't have an opinion for or against this man. I don't know this man personally. I don't know his heart. I don't know his motives of his heart. All I know is the fruit that I see when I've looked at it, okay? But it doesn't matter because the point still stands that all men are sinners. All men fall short of the glory of God. You know, in my own life, I've had triggers pushed and I've acted ridiculous and I have sinned. And if people had that on camera and they were to judge the quality of my life, the quality of my podcast, my ability to do a podcast, my past, you know, awards I got in high school based on my current behavior, it just makes no sense that our culture is agreeing to tie together what happened in this one moment to his success. And that's what I want to focus on is we are not tied to our sin. In Jesus Christ, we are free from our sin. We are free from the law of sin and death. And how dare any organization, any culture, any person hold over our head our sin. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have morals and standards, but we're hypocrites because how many businesses tried to stand up years ago and have morals and standards and not allow their business to be infiltrated with the homosexual agenda and there were lawsuits and there was pushback that that wasn't allowed. So why is the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, why do they even have the right to place moral judgment on this person and decide whether or not he's going to be able to keep an award he was voted for before the shortcoming even occurred? It doesn't make sense that we're thinking this, this is okay, that we would remove somebody's professional foundation when there's something like this that happens and call it violence as if he's like a big monster you know is this who he's characterized by is this what he's been doing with his life is this repeated behavior it's not not that i know of i don't know if you're listening to this if you're familiar with a lot of the underground telegram type channels and things like that there are a group of people that believe that people that have received the shot have tendencies to be programmed through frequencies that can change the way they behave. So I'm throwing that out there. There's that theory. There's the theory that this person is part of something much bigger than we even can understand that's evil. I don't know. I don't know any of those things. So just let's pretend like for this podcast that what happened is really what we saw happened, that there's no secrets behind closed doors that we don't know about. Let's just pretend like it's you and me and there was an altercation and you said something that was rude and heartless and not sensitive to my needs and I got up and slapped you, human to human. Just take away the name of the stars, just take away the position that they hold and look at these people as humans. Do we really want to live in a society where we are judged by our mistakes? Because that's not kingdom living. In the kingdom, we don't do that. It says in Romans chapter two, all have sinned. Verse 10, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They've all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. and the way of peace, they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Without the law of God, we don't have the grace of God. And without the grace of God, we are never free from the law of God. We aren't to judge people by what they do as far as placing a judgment. We're not to be violent and we're not to judge. That's the conclusion I came to today when I was putting this together. 
I was thinking I was going to say one thing, but as I came to the end of what I was doing, I just looked at this as two people that stepped outside of the kingdom of God ways and had a human moment in the flesh and they're having human consequences, but we don't need to overcomplicate this. This is a picture of you and I on a daily basis. <laughs> it says in Romans chapter two, therefore you are inexcusable. O man, whoever you are who judge for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things, but we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them, in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Basically, God's got all this taken care of. He's going to judge everything, and we're all going to give an account for what we do. When Will Smith resigned from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in a statement on Friday, April 1st, he said, change takes time and I'm committed to doing the work to ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. I already talked about the word violence. It's misused. I don't know if he has an agenda and that's why he's saying that, or if people are saying that to him and he's just believing it in his vulnerability right now. He's incredibly embarrassed. I really believe that. He's incredibly trying to be humble and do damage control. I do believe that, sincere. But I think he's using the wrong word. The kingdom of God is not reason. The things of God are not known to the spiritual man. That's what the Bible tells us, that the things of God cannot be known to the carnal mind. He says, I will never again allow violence to overtake reason. Well, <laughs> he's setting himself up for failure. That's like me saying, I'm never gonna yell at my kids again. I can cry and repent and tell my children how sorry I am that I've yelled at them in the past. And I can really, really mean it sincerely. And then all of a sudden you apply enough pressure enough lack of sleep, enough PMS hormones, enough triggers, and I can yell again and be like, how is that possible? I was really serious. I wasn't going to do that. Well, if I haven't done the work on the inside with the Lord to prevent all of that from happening, to stay in peace and to stay with my mindset on higher things and making sure that my motives are not about my kids serving me and my expectations for them to serve me, then I can become vulnerable to yelling just like everybody else. So to say to the public, I will never again allow violence to overtake reason to me is really setting the bar high. I'm being very careful because I really don't like when people talk about people. 
as a Christian, I don't think that's wise. And in this situation, I'm treading very lightly and asking the Holy Spirit to help me to put this together in a way that is profitable for not only you, but for Will Smith and his future. I truly do want him to not have condemnation out of this as the end result. But I was just thinking that if we blow up in a situation like that, I already said it's our humanness. It's our humanness warring against our spirit, right? And I looked up if Will Smith was a Christian and I found that he does have faith in God. He did a interview on YouTube. You can look it up in November of 2021 with Devin Franklin. And he did a wonderful job of talking about his faith in God versus having knowledge of God through revelation. And he talked about how he admired, I think her name was Miss Orsi in King Richard. And her faith was so solid for that family. I thought it was interesting that Devin said to Will that Will was more spiritual than Devin. Will has a good understanding, it sounds to me, like a faith. And I think his grandmother taught him that through the church that, that she must have taken him to. I can't judge Will's salvation. He never mentioned Jesus Christ on the interview. I can't judge if he has faith in God to the level of having Jesus Christ in his heart and in his life. But I can tell you that the Lord reminded me of that scripture, Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight, that says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. And the word for spirit in that verse is the same word for spirit when it talks about the beginning of the creation when God's spirit was hovering over the deep. It's the same word. So I believe God's saying to us in this verse of Proverbs 25, 28, that as a believer in Jesus Christ, who's received his spirit indwelling in us, we have the ability to rule over our own spirit. Otherwise, we're vulnerable. We're like a city broken down without walls. We have no protection. And I think in this moment, Will was not ruling his own spirit. I think whether there were external forces that were ruling his spirit or whether it was a decision on, on his part, a lapse in that moment of tension for him and pressure for him and memories and triggers, he didn't rule his spirit. So my conclusion on it is not to say, is violence in any occasion wrong or right, which I think is what our culture is taking this to be. My conclusion is it was wrong from a kingdom perspective to get up out of his seat and to place a public judgment to somebody else that was wrong as well to mock and make light of someone's suffering and pain. I think both men were wrong. And I say that pretty confidently because the Bible tells us what our commandment is, to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And the second commandment is to love others as yourself. And he also tells us to not repay evil for evil, but repay evil with good. Romans 12, 17, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If that was a memory verse of the week for Will Smith, I think he might've thought through what he was doing. I don't judge and condemn Will Smith for what he did. I understand it. I understand how things can really get to you. And if you're not guarding your spirit, you can react in the flesh. So what I hope I'm conveying is not a judgment against him, but I am saying a verdict. How about that? Which is, I do believe that if we're in that situation as Christians, we have an opportunity to rise above those situations and not slap or hit somebody. The fact that that happened, I don't think is warranting 
for him to lose his privileges to be in the academy, given that that academy, and forgive me if this sounds judgmental, is not made up of a bunch of Christian people seeking the moral code of the Bible. So it's hypocritical to me to say, you can sleep with somebody's wife and husband and commit adultery within the family of the academy. You can slander people, you can mock people, you can make fun of people, but you can't slap somebody. Like, where are they getting their moral code from? That makes no sense to me. And I think that's wrong. And if the actors and actresses are gonna tolerate Will Smith getting bullied out of the academy, I don't know if this was his own decision or if he's being counseled to do this and just took it that way to make him save face, but this is not a group of people with a bunch of morals. I mean, most of the movies that they watch, we have to filter or fast forward because of the cuss words, because of the nudity and sexual situations that pop up in the middle of a really good movie that would have been good if they just left that one part out. Homosexuality is put in almost every movie now. This is not something that I think the Academy wants to start to do is to police the actor's moral code and character. First Thessalonians 5.15 says, See that no one repays evil for evil. Always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. So Romans 12.17 and First Thessalonians 5.15 are really good verses that we can memorize to put in our armor for these situations when we're tempted to repay evil for evil. What does God's word say? God's word says not to do that. Why does God's word say that? Well, I think as long as we're protecting ourselves, we're the foolish sinners, right? So God wants to show up and show off for us. He wants to show up and show people. It says he will set a table for you in front of your enemies. It says he lifts up the humble. He gives grace to the humble. I've taught my kids since they were little, a little phrase that I feel like the Lord taught me, which was, if you take the low road, you will end up on the high road. If you take the high road, you will end up on the low road. So getting up and slapping somebody that makes a joke about your wife is trying to take the high road. It's trying to defend her. And I think that's honorable. I wish that that happened more, to be honest, which sounds kind of weird that I'm saying that. But in the flesh realm, I want a man to defend me. I want to feel good that I'm protected in the immediate sense of danger or being belittled. But just because it's what I want doesn't mean it's what's best for me or for anybody else. Because we walk in the world of what we want, but that's not what we need and not what God calls us to. If I want to eat ice cream, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, my body is going to break down and not be producing the way it's supposed to be producing. So I hope that made sense. What we want is not necessarily what we should or ought to do according to the kingdom of God. I wish that Will had made a different choice, but I think I understand why he made the choice he did because I can relate to reacting out of being powerless or feeling powerless. But the antidote to that is to practice giving God power in our lives when we're not being confronted with dangerous situations. That's why meditation is important. That's why daily time in the word is important. That's why spending time with God and thinking about these scriptures and memorizing them and tucking them in your heart is important. So that when you have a situation happen where there's pressure and intensity, you know your default is to do the kingdom thing. So I want to tell you two quotes that I heard Will Smith say, and I want to tie this together. So at the Oscars, when he was getting his acceptance speech, he tearfully said, in this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling me to do and be in this world. And then last November on the YouTube video, when Devin Franklin asked him about if he's a man of faith, Will Smith said, you cannot get where I get. If you don't love the Lord, you'd be seeing a whole lot of other repercussions. 
it indicates to me that Will does want to have a relationship with the Lord and he strives to do that. But that doesn't mean that he knows everything that the Word of God says and has applied it to his life, as most likely you and I haven't either. There's always more. Because when Devin did say something about faith without works is dead, and he, and he reads that scripture from memory, I saw Will say, that is beautiful. And it made me think he'd never heard that before. And to me, that's a fundamental scripture in our Bible. So it's possible that Will Smith does not have the background of doing the work in the Bible to see what it says, how to behave, and applying that to his life. So I just want to throw that out there as a grace stepping stone, because there's things that I have learned in the Bible recently that I didn't know were in the Bible. You know, as we go through different parts of our life and we mature in Christ, we learn new things and we change our behavior. So I just want to throw grace out there. I mean, he needs grace. Chris needs grace. Everybody needs grace. Will is not Chris Rock's judge. He's not his disciplinarian and he's not Jada's protector either. I felt like my initial reaction was that I thought it was right for Will to stand up for Jada to protect her honor, to protect her, her pain. But this morning, as I was writing this stuff out for this discussion, I felt like after the Lord showed me these verses about the sin nature, about the remedy for sin, about how we behave and we don't want to behave certain ways, I felt like he took me even deeper and he wanted to just say, yeah. And you remember that protector thing that you kind of gave him an excuse for? He's not her protector. He's flesh with skin on, right? Like he's physically here as a protector, but he's not her ultimate protector. God is. If she turns her life over to God, whether she has or not, I don't know. But when we turn our life over to God, he goes before us and behind us. He protects our honor. He works things out for our good. I think for men to feel responsible to protect women by themselves is an unfair expectation. And I hate that I'm saying that honestly, because I want to have a man protect me. I haven't had a man protect me to the point that I have felt truly secure for a long time in that safety, which is what makes me a warrior with Christ because I've had the Lord show up for me time and time again. And I do find safety and security in that. And I still crave a natural feeling of comfort and protection from a man. I'm wrestling with this because I can see how I might have been agreeing with this narrative that men should stand up for women in a judgment way where they place judgment. I don't think that it was violent. I'm saying that again. I don't think slapping somebody as a way of communicating that they overstepped a line, they overstepped a boundary, publicly humiliating them is violent. I think it was a judgment, a disciplinary action, and the intention was to protect his wife's reputation and her heart. But I don't think that I should stand behind that as okay because there are always ways out of sin. So the Bible tells us that he will always provide a way out of temptation. And so it goes back to men feeling like they have to protect women could cause unnecessary pressure for that man to step outside of God's boundaries where he says, do not repay evil for evil, but only repay evil for good and sin. And then when they sin, they open themselves up to what's happening, natural consequences and spiritual consequences. And so I think as women, we need to make sure that we are not manipulating our husbands with looks, with pity parties, with victim mentality, with withholding pleasure or affection if they don't make us feel safe. I think that's unfair. I think that men 
need to find their security and their confidence in walking with the Lord, doing what he says. And they need to know that their spouse is also finding their security and confidence and safety and walking with the Lord and doing what he says and does not need to feel responsible to protect. So to close, let's talk about what God is calling us to do and be in this world. Matthew 22, 34 to 40 says, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Number two commandment says, love thy neighbor as thyself. And this is the agape love. So our job in the Bible is to love, forgive, do good. It says in Matthew 5 that the way we love and God's kind of love is we bless those who persecute us. We do good to those who spitefully use us. We pray for our enemies. I'm paraphrasing. That's Matthew 5, 43 to 46. So the way I see it is God's job is to protect and provide and defend us. Our job is to love and do good. So he's kind of the bad cop. We're the good cop, right? <laughs> it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 21. This is how we're to behave as Christians. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. I think this is the third time that we've now seen that verse. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So remember when the Lord told me judgment is warranted wrath. He says right here, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. This is in Romans chapter 12, verse 19. The judgment of God is coming. He's telling us here, don't take care of it yourself. Let me take care of it. He's the judge. So. I'm just asking the Lord in my spirit if there's anything I miss. To wrap this up, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Ephesians 6, weapons are not carnal. Let me do that real quick and then we'll wrap this up. Ephesians 6, there's just so much. I feel like I'm talking low and slow. My voice is kind of hoarse. I'm in a very slow state, but it's hard to put to words all that I felt like the Lord gave me <clears throat> this morning and put it in order. So I hope this is blessing you and making sense. It tells us that our battle is not flesh and blood. If you look at Ephesians 6, verse 10, the whole armor of God passage, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How do we know that making a joke about your wife is not a wile of the devil? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Okay, so to close, here's what I'm really excited to share with you. Everybody that's a Christian should have this memorized. If you don't, memorize it. 1 John 1, 9. This is the good news. This is the good news for Will. This is the good news for Chris. Basically, God tells us, um, I'm just going to back up actually. Let me back up here to verse 8. If we walk in the light, so that's a direct choice. It's a direct decision, obligation, opportunity, conscious decision. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My children, I'm sorry, he says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate, capital A, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Oh my goodness, we could keep going. Let's keep going for just a minute. Now by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You know how we know that a tree by its fruit, we talked about that before. When you see bad fruit, it indicates a sin nature is dominating at that moment. So what we saw was bad fruit. That doesn't mean that the entire tree is wrong or the entire tree is bad or rotten and needs to be plucked out. We saw bad fruit. The remedy is we confess our sins and we receive Jesus's forgiveness and we keep his commandments and we move forward. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. That's a process, guys. It's not instantaneous, I don't think. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. We can't judge Will Smith the way God's going to judge him. And I think what we're doing to him as a culture is like the scarlet letter of the modern day. I think it's horrible. Which is why at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't want to say his name. And I'm not sure if I will on the, on the name of the episode. I would not want somebody talking about all of my sins for weeks on end and analyzing me and calling me this name or that name or trying to figure out all of this stuff about my family and and calling them names and oh my goodness. There have been some really good pieces written about the situation and I know people are really just trying to reconcile it. I don't think I've seen a single person talk about it with with an evil intention. Maybe prideful and arrogant, but I haven't seen anybody that's really trying to be evil and hateful. I think it's people really trying to reconcile what happened and figure out as a society what we are going to tolerate and what we're going to call it. And so those are my thoughts. I don't feel like this is nice and neat, and I apologize for that, but I have to close it out. You've got to go, and I've got to go. But let's just pray real quick and ask God for wisdom, discernment, and um, how we behave and how we represent Him with our own lives, and that we would just pray for the situation and everybody involved in it. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to come before you and just ask you these hard questions. God, I don't have all the answers, but I know you do. And I thank you for your ability to minister to me and to use me with my hoarse voice today. 
to still minister to those that are listening to the podcast. God, I'm asking for you to guard my steps and lead my steps so that I can put these things together more organized. (laughs) But I'm trusting that you're showing up with the Holy Spirit between the people that are listening, that are truly seeking to walk with you as you do for me. And it doesn't matter how this looks cosmetically or how efficient it is, but I'm trying to work with you, Lord, to make real impact and real differences in the way people think about their lives and how they treat people. I pray, Father, for you to cover just Will's reputation with your grace. I know you can. I know you will. I pray for him to come to you in this moment, in this hard spot, and to submit to you in a humble way and to confess the sins that he has. But more importantly, I, I, I don't know if it's more important, but I just pray, Father, for you to help him reconcile the past traumas. That you would bring healing and help him to understand that he is not responsible for what happened to his mother. That it was not his job to protect his mother. That you were there. You were in that place. And you will work even that for his good when he loves you and submits to you. It's not his job to protect his current wife. Father, I just pray that you would bring him into fellowship with you in a deeper way. The whole world is watching, and this can either turn into a terrible story or a redemption story, and I'm standing for redemption. For my life, even so, we are not defined by the decisions we make on a daily basis. We are defined by what you have made us in this world. And you take all this brokenness and you turn it for good. And we thank you for that. So Father, I just pray that you will also bring Chris Rock into the knowledge of your will. That he would find a good balance between being humble and using his comedy. That he would continue to stand up with confidence and not feel pride overtake him. This was an incredibly humiliating moment for him, I'm sure. And I just pray, Father, that you will comfort him in that place of growth. Just, man, so many people are changing right now. Our world is really redefining itself. And I just pray for the light to shine brighter and brighter. And I thank you for using me as a tiny part of that. I love you so much, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining my show today. I'm so glad you joined me and I hope you will come back for next week's episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you please go to my blog, rochellesuzanne.com slash podcast. I will put that link in the show notes. And would you please just give me your first name and your email? And I would just love to know you're listening. And if you have any feedback for me, I would love to hear that as well. Have a wonderful week. God bless and be the light to the people around you. Take care.